achieve something really great. The cost savings alone are about 50 million euros in two years. I don't like to be micromanaged, so I took the same principle to my management style. I give employees a lot of space. To make a big decision, I have to feel that it's right, that it has a sense, that I believe in it. This is Ciarna TV. My name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Sebastian Jaworski, who is the CIO of Arimer here in Warsaw. Uh, Sebastian has a degree in banking and uh, corporate law from the uh, Lazarski University of Warsaw. And he started his career at Arimer about 12 years ago in the IT contracts and project management division. Arimer is the uh, agency, the government agency responsible for restructuring and modernization of the agriculture in Poland. And um, they have about 12,000 people that work here, 150 uh, in IT. Welcome, uh, Sebastian. Thank you for having me, Hendrik. Uh, Sebastian, let's first talk about the, the transformation that you have done here in the, uh, in the IT organization. Let's talk about that first. Yes, the business was not satisfied. We took a survey in 2016, 2017, and uh, the business satisfaction level was on 20, 25%. Yeah. So with the money that were spent, we were spending for IT about 150 million euros uh, year to year mm -hmm. from 2011 to 2015, 2016. So that was, um, that, was, that was the place that had to evolve. That had to be improved. That had to be improved, yes. So yes, you spent yes. a lot of money and, and business was not satisfied. Yeah, so business that was, was the situation. That was the situation. And, and the, another thing was uh, from the last 10 years, the perspective, not perspective, but the way the IT projects were managed here was the waterfall projects. Okay. So the big changes uh, in, in the long periods of time. And we want to change that to agile program development. Yeah. So you had a situation where you were spending a lot of money, uh, business was not satisfied, yeah. and, we, and you were using old-fashioned, more traditional waterfall methods of developing, which meant that delivering projects took a lot of time. Yes, 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 that's true. Okay. And so how did you address that? Well, what were the uh, changes that you wanted to, uh, to bring? My board gave me the green light to, to invest uh, roughly about 1.5 million euros uh, in new employees and to create something like software house outside, outside Warsaw. Okay. Uh, we have uh, about 40, 40 people team in Lublin. And that's, uh, that's a large city, roughly about uh, 250 kilometers from Warsaw. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we are developing uh, two or three big, uh, big projects there, big programming projects. You had to optimize the, the satisfaction of the user departments. You had to uh, reduce costs um, yeah. and, and improve delivery times. Uh, and so you made the strategic decision. You uh, um, to insource uh, part of the development, to build your own software factory, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, that's true. So why were you convinced that doing it yourself 
was easier or better than uh, working with a partner? I think main thing was we needed as an IT department, as, as employees of IT department, we, need, we needed a challenge. Mm-hmm. We needed a challenge. Uh, that was, I think, that was the first thing. The second thing was uh, was the cost. Uh, if I, as as a technical person, know that uh, to do something, it it will take me two days, three days, or four days, mm-hmm. and and the partner with I'm working with tell me, is telling me, you know what, that will took that will take. Mm, 60, 70, 80 days, <laughs> and that will cost uh, one, two, or three million euros. What's, wait, what are you talking about? No. So, so uh, we were really, really angry. So uh, the vision was to, to take that back from the partners. So the idea was, if we do it ourselves, we have better control. Better exactly control over how cost, it is done. Yeah, and, and better control over time. Yeah. And also by setting priorities and deciding on who is working on what and so on. Yes. Yeah. How easy was it for you to, to develop this, to set up this new team? Because uh, that's not, uh, not a simple thing, I can imagine. You know, it, it was one of the most difficult things uh, that, uh, that I did for the past three or four years. Building a team, building a successful team mm-hmm. is, is a very hard thing. It's really very hard, and I think um, I'd put uh, from from my perspective today uh, much more time to building that teams two three years ago. It will be it uh, it would be much faster project. Yeah. And so, how do you do that? How do you because <clears throat> um, this is a government organization, so that yes. means that. Maybe it's not necessarily the most sexy organization to work for. I can imagine that people prefer to work for um, uh, a technology company or, uh, or, or a startup or a dynamic young company. <laughs> How do you attract people uh, for, uh, for a new department like this? That's a really tough question. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside the, uh, the hair department and uh, the talk and the... The interviews the hiring department uh, had done. We also mm, took a lot of people from uh, from our partners, and we we were searching for. I don't know how to how to call it, but let's say unhappy employees in in other companies. Yeah, yeah? and and that uh, from 2016 to uh, 2018. We 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 managed uh, to to double that team. That's just like I said, from yeah. 80 to 150 people. And now, after after many uh, many courses, of course, uh, many personal and technical growth by the by um, these employees, mm-hmm. I think we achieved something something really great mm-hmm. uh, the cost savings alone from that uh, that teams are about 50 million euros in two years so i really uh, can't be much happier with the results you built this team of uh, development team of 40 people uh, and they work with uh, with agile methodologies with scrum masters and so on 
How is the market today in Poland for, IT, for people with computer science and IT degrees? Are there enough people? Because I know in other regions in Europe there's not enough, in Western Europe and uh, there's, a, there's a scarcity, there's not enough people. Do you still have enough uh, IT skilled people here in Poland? Uh, no, of course not. Uh, I read uh, the Gartner, some of the Gartner reports and some of the reports made by the Polish government that we are lacking of 100 and 150,000 programmers. In Poland? In Poland alone, but the biggest number I've seen in the Gartner report was about, uh, let's call it, uh, European... Uh, <laughs> European uh, Silicon uh, Valley, mm -hmm. uh, Danish, is about uh, half a million programmers. Yeah, but that's because I can imagine that uh, people that have a computer degree here in Poland, that they move to other countries. Yeah. And we have seen a couple of your colleagues, Polish CIOs, also take CIO positions in, uh, in, in, in Belgium and Holland, UK and, and, and so on. So we, we see more and more Polish IT leaders spreading all over all over Europe. Yeah, that's great. Uh, from my personal perspective, it's it would be a great a great adventure mm -hmm. to take that kind of role in in a, outside Poland. Yep. Yeah, uh, but uh, when we speak about employees, it's really it's really hard to find the right people today. Uh, I think uh, for now, 2007, uh, let's say 2018, 2019, the salaries in Poland in IT uh -huh. is really leveled up with other European countries. Okay. So we are very competitive in that way, mm -hmm. and we can um, we can attract uh, employees by by the projects that we are doing. But but then uh, really the new technologies that we are using uh, that is very attractive for younger people for the millennials mainly. Yeah, and what are the, some of the the, the 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 new technologies that you're using? You say that you uh, you can attract people because they have they can here work with the latest and the, f the best tools. What are the, some of these tools that, that are strategic in your organization? Uh, okay, uh, when, when I say the newest, uh, the newest technologies that, that attract people, let's forget about the programming languages because they are mostly looking back 10 years away it's it's javascript it's python and they are switching places from couple of years so um, so that's that uh, i think uh, the most attractive attractive of, of the latest technologies is definitely deep learning ai uh, kubernetes um, and i think also also blockchain, but uh, I don't have a specific use case in our company. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of CEOs today will scream many <laughs> popular uh, popular trends like, like mm -hmm. blockchain, like AI, but they they don't really understand what it is and what uh, what they can apply it. In their yeah. old companies, but you see potential for blockchain in your organization. Uh, 
uh, yeah, of course, for for detecting uh, for detecting fraud, we have uh, 350 uh, offices across the Poland. Some uh, so so we could adapt, um, let's say, blockchain-related technologies mm -hmm. to use them to detect some kind of, uh, to authenticate some kind of, of financial services yeah. that we are providing, yes. Uh, as you said earlier, we are one of the biggest European paying ag agency and we pay up, up to 7.5 billion euros a year. Wow. So that's really a lot of money. Yeah. The control of spending 7.5 billion euros in agriculture yeah. is would be an uh, an interesting use case for some of the blockchain technologies yes it would be very interesting uh, use case and i think uh, some of uh, my managers in the ministry of agriculture give that blockchain project a green light and we will do something really really fun and really great yeah. now that's the future let's let's talk about today uh, so how so you transformed the IT here in in, in your agency? Uh, you doubled your staff. Yeah. Uh, you reduced costs. Uh, you saved 50 million euros in uh, in the last two years. How is IT organized now? Uh, what is the what is the, what are the typical departments within IT? What is the the structure of? of Okay, uh, we have four main departments in the IT. Mm -hmm. I. <laughs> To describe IT in 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 our institution, in public institution mainly, that's that's the that's I think the biggest uh, difference from private uh, company. The IT here is like a little company in a big company. Okay. <laughs> we have our uh, finance staff, we have our uh, legal staff, our IT staff, of course, and their developers. Uh, we have the maintenance staff, we have the IT administrator and the project management. Mm -hmm. and so, in, so you have traditional organization, infrastructure, development, yes. maintenance, but also staff functions like legal and, uh, and finance. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So it's like an, a company within uh, within the company. Yes, it's like a company within the company. This is the perfect explanation of of the IT organization uh, in here. Yeah. Okay. So what was the now that you have transformed uh, IT, restructured it, um, built an in-house development uh, capacity with the latest uh, methodologies? What did that do with the satisfaction of uh, of the business departments? Where how what is the satisfaction of the business departments towards towards IT today? Yeah, the survey we took, the last survey, 2018, we, we had a jump from about that 20-25% to 80-85%. Mm -hmm. So we shortened the time, the TTM times, from, uh, let's say, a couple of months to a couple of weeks in some cases, but two, three times it's minimum. Mm -hmm. how, how do you mean two, Two, three times as minimum? Uh, shorten the times. Uh, so oh, let's yeah. say the external contractor uh, was saying, okay, we will do that in two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. The internal staff and internal employee teams could deliver the same quality of software much short, in much shorter time. 
when the external contractor says it will be two, three months, our internal staff could do, could do that in about a month or less. Okay. So you went from months to weeks, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically you went from months to weeks. So you have reorganized uh, IT by developing new in, uh, uh, in-house uh, development uh, functions and resources. You've increased the satisfaction of uh, IT from 20 to 80 percent. You've reduced time to market uh, from months to weeks uh, for, uh, for bringing out new functionalities. Um, so you've, you've done quite a change in, uh, in the organization here. So how do you see your role as, as CIO? What is your, your first and most important uh, function as a, re- as a CIO inside uh, this government organization? You know, for today, I see the biggest, uh, the, my biggest role now is to maintain that growth. Mm-hmm. that we had in two, 2016, 17, 18 mm-hmm. to, to, to start the, the new projects, the, the blockchain products we talked about to, to hire uh, more developers mm-hmm. in our software house in Lublin, in our software house in Warsaw to keep that grow uh, as long as we, uh, as we can maintain it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, if you compare the role of a CIO here now with five years ago, how, how, how has the role of the CIO changed? I think the biggest change is that the five years ago, the teams uh, that we have in IT internally, the main task they had was to manage projects and manage people that wasn't our employees. It was the external employees, external contractors. So we had about 180 degrees swift in that in the last in the last four or five years. So so I think that. Okay. So you have grown your team from 70, 80 people to 150 people. What is your management style? How do you how do you guide and lead these people? I don't like to be micromanaged. I never liked it, so I took the same principle to, to my management style. I give I give people I give employees a lot of space. Uh, I give them what I need, but don't uh, don't micromanage them in that way to achieve mm-hmm. that what. Yeah. Okay, so you give them a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. Yes. Okay. Yes. But you also need to control people, I, I guess, because only yes, giving them freedom alone doesn't work. Yeah, for for many people that is that is okay to give a lot of freedom to to not micromanage. But I understand today that we have a large group also of employees who who need to be strictly managed, who need to be uh, more control, more follow up, and uh, and very. V- very bright KPI, so. Okay. Um, how do you make your team leaders, how do you make them successful? Uh, what is your approach to, uh, to your direct reports? I think that the team leaders are, are very important to, to listen to the employees because I once heard from, I think it was Gary Varchuk, he's a, a big entrepreneur, Uh, He said, once you became a team leader, you are working for someone. You are number two. The the number one is your employees. In in private company, is is a much more 
much more people in front of you. It's uh, stakeholders, it's another managers, it's clients. So you was in, as an employee on the number, uh, let's take, uh, let's say a first place. So you are on second, on third, on fourth, on fifth, and so on and so on. So I think the team leaders have really to to talk to people, to be kind, to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So that is your management style, how you uh, how you manage your people give, by giving them freedom, but also by controlling them and, and empowering your team leaders. Um, how would you describe your leadership style? Because you can be a, a good manager, but then leadership is something else. Why do people want to work for you? What is that that makes them come to work and say, yes, I want to work for Sebastian? You know, I think that that is the the chance to to do something really great, mm-hmm. to to challenge something, to to do tasks that uh, many many other CEOs in here said it was impossible task. I think that and the new technologies i think that that's two two main reasons for for me and for the teams that are with us from 2016 and 17 and still didn't run out <laughs> outside poland or outside this company yeah uh, you clearly made a lot of impact on this organization together with the team make a yeah. big change which resulted in, in immense cost savings and, and, yeah. and, and improvement of the services and the satisfaction. Uh, so what is it that, that drives you as a, as a professional? What drives you in your personal life, but also in your professional life? What is it that, that makes you happy? What drives me is the challenge to do something. I think that's the main, that's, that's the main driver for me. The more impossible task, the the more excited I get and the more I'm willing to do it. So, okay, so it's a challenge. So trying to solve a complex task and uh, that is what drives you. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so Sebastian, let's talk about um, your personality a little bit. Uh, in this uh, interview series, um, we used MBTI as uh, as a common thread in uh, that that comes back and uh, you did tests and yes. uh, uh, your personality profile is ENFG yes uh, also known as the the teacher or the protagonist and ENFG um, indicates a person who's energized by time spent with others so you're extroverted focuses on ideas and concepts rather than facts and details and you, who makes decisions based on feelings and values. And you prefer to uh, plan and organize rather than just do uh, on, uh, spontaneous things on the, on the move. Sometimes they're uh, referred to as the teacher personalities because their interest is in, in helping others, uh, other people to grow. How does that sound to you? Yeah, that's, that's really accurate. Yeah, I, I always thought I... I am driven really by by working with people for people mainly yeah uh-huh. and and that is that is uh, just like I said it is scary accurate with the MBTI types is really great thing and what makes so let's let's go over the four uh, different things so yeah. you're driven and working with people yes why is that uh, 
and the people I've worked with now and work with earlier give me give me really motivation to do things to mm -hmm. to get up in the morning to 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 challenge the the things that we are challenging in here so i think that mm -hmm. are you a good coach is that something that you do naturally <laughs> That's, that's the same kind of question of what would people say if, <laughs> if I'm out of the room, yeah? So, you know, I don't know. I don't like, uh, I never like to be you know, paddled on the back and hear the good job, etc. So, I don't, uh, I don't do it either. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I also understand that, that there is a group of people uh, that need that, that, li that is liking it. So I really, I am trying to, to speak with my employees uh, most of the time that I am around here. Mm -hmm. You're also uh, focused mostly on ideas and concepts. Yes. <laughs> how does that work in your job? How, how do you use that uh, to your advantage? Okay, uh, and that is, uh, that is mainly the reason that the IT is, is a little company in a bigger company. So that is the main reason we have a, a finance department, a legal department. I like to, to focus on the, on the big idea and all the small things, the, legals, uh, the legal things, the finance things uh, that, that are not so uh, not not encouraging that is the wrong not word so interesting not so interesting things yeah so 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 i delegate all that to to that department okay and it, is it correct that you make your decisions based on feelings and on values uh, for me to make a big decision i have to feel that it's right that it has a sense that that i believe in it okay good and then um you, your personality is you more a planner, uh, you're well organized, um, more than being spontaneous and, and, and last minute flexibility. What does that bring to you, to be organized and planned? Yeah, the, that brings me that edge when I have to sell the idea. Mm -hmm. I have to sell to my management board, to the Ministry of Digital Affairs, to the Ministry of Agriculture. Uh, some of the ideas to, to get a green light, to get a financing, that is the main reason we have to stay strictly organized. Okay, so let me read this to you. Um, ENFGs, your personality type, are idealist organizers. You're driven to implement a vision of what is best for humanity. And they often act as a catalyst for human growth because they see the uh, potential in other people and with the charisma that can persuade others to their ideas. So this personality type like, fits perfectly in a government yeah. organization where you have an impact on society, where you have an impact on humanity and where you can do good uh, for, uh, for the country, correct? Uh, I was close to that decision <laughs> this year, you know, but I have to I really need a challenge from from time to time so that's uh, when you look at my bio I switch uh, I switched uh, um, I switch positions uh, in the in the organization mm -hmm. roughly 
about one to one and a half years and a new position, a new position, a new position. Yep. So that's that's uh, keep me on, uh, keep me on going, keep yep. me on, you know, uh, going, going through and really and really challenge myself. Okay. Are there any um, personal mantras that you have, things that guide you, guiding principles in your life? I have to be challenged and I have to feel I am doing something worth doing and I have to be happy about it. Mm -hmm. So that's the two, the, the two main things for me. Okay. What is, uh, what is that people think about you when you're not around? What do they say about <laughs> you when you're not around? <laughs> Okay, that will be a guess from uh, from me. So I think the the people that I uh, work closely with, uh, the successful teams, will say, I think it will be some good things. Yeah, but uh, I I also think that many of my employees uh, will be on the other part or the other team that will be not that satisfied because it is very hard for me to give the employee a second or third chance. I will give that trust upfront, but if you evaluate the trust, it's very hard for me personally to trust again that person. Okay. So trust is a very important thing for you. Yes. So by default, you trust people? Yes. But when they violate the trust, it is very difficult for for them to to gain it back with you. Yes, yes, that's 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 true.